The Baltimore Ravens lost Mike McDonald to the Seattle Seahawks as he accepted their head coaching vacancy. And we discuss which coordinator candidates could replace McDonald, whether they'll be internal or external, and so much more coming up next year on Locked On Ravens. You are Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of Locked On Ravens, where your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast, and I'm your host, Kevin Ostriker of Ravenswire, coming to you from the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, thanks so much for being here and making Locked On Ravens your first listen each and every day for and available on all podcasting platforms. That's in video form on YouTube. You can subscribe, hit that like button, also in audio form wherever you get your podcast. You can follow along over there and subscribe as well. Five days a week here on Locked On Ravens, even in the offseason as the Ravens season, unfortunately, ended prematurely to the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. But bringing news, analysis, updates, and so much more here on Locked On Ravens. Today's episode of Locked On Ravens is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free on LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. It is Taco Thursday here on Locked On Ravens. Happy February to everybody. And I think I speak for everybody when I say thank everything. The Ravens are just out of January. It was a horrendous end to the month if you were a Ravens fan. Seeing them lose in the AFC Championship game. The coaching stuff we're going to be talking about here today. It was my birthday a couple days before everything started happening. So you can't blame my birthday for it, by the way. But talking with me now, he's become a bit of a regular on this show and you might know him if you've seen him on this show or the ryan ripkin show or fox 45 it's rocco de sangro and rocco happy february to you i I wish we could say that it was february fools and and everything that we have seen over the past couple of days didn't happen but seemingly the big storyline was the ravens getting knocked out of the playoffs by the chiefs but here we are and just three days later mike mcdonald leaves baltimore and heads to seattle which is a massive blow yeah, it is. And it was inevitable that Mike McDonald was going to get a head coaching job. But Ravens fans were holding on to that last little bit of hope with Seattle and the commander's jobs. Both jobs Mike McDonald had interviewed for. They were both open, but it was like, OK, like who's going to get these jobs? Hopefully it's not Mike McDonald. Well, Mike McDonald got one of them. He's headed to Seattle. He's got a you know young talent on the defensive side of the ball. I think it's a great fit for Mike McDonald. He's 36 years old. Youngest coach in in the NFL right now. So for him, I feel like it was a no-brainer at this point in his career. As great as he's been as a defensive coordinator, this is a guy that's never had a head coaching job before. Perfect opportunity at this age. Um, Good for him. And I know Ravens fans, as much as you hate losing him, you can't help but be happy for him because of what he did with this defense. Leading the league in turnovers, leading the league in sacks, and then obviously the fewest points against was, was huge, that triple crown. So Losing him, it's going to suck. It's going to hurt for a little bit. That's another bitter pill to swallow for Ravens fans uh, on top of the loss. But um, it'll be interesting to see who replaces Mike McDonald, and now that watch is on. Yeah, and I will out myself instead of you outing me, Rocco. We are recording this late on Wednesday night slash Thursday morning, and the reason we're doing it is because I was not getting burned this time. I got burned a couple years ago with McDonald hire when it was hired late or when he was hired late, and I said never again, and lo and behold – we were going to talk with we're talking about candidates today, Rocco, and a candidate, an internal one, is already off the board 
for the Ravens as Denard Wilson got the Tennessee Titans defensive coordinator job. So I think that was kind of where a lot of people were zeroing in on maybe a Mike McDonald replacement. And obviously now that McDonald's in Seattle, you have to worry about, well, who's he going to take over with them? Is it Anthony Weaver going to follow? Is it Zach Orr going to follow? I think if you're talking internal candidates, those two are, I think, the top ones for the Ravens defensive coordinator job. But again, there's that question of who will follow McDonald over there. Yeah, absolutely. You look at a guy like potentially T. Martin, who you'd hate to lose. You look at an Anthony Weaver that you'd hate to lose. Zach Orr, Chris Hewitt as well. And you're looking at these guys and you're like, please don't take any of them. Like, let us promote a defensive coordinator first and then let that be that. Like, Mike, do your thing out in Seattle. We're, we're happy for you, but but don't take any of the guys with you because these are guys that have gotten looks from other teams as head coaches. These are guys that, well, Anthony Weaver. These are guys that have gotten looks as defensive coordinators. You're talking about Zach Orr, uh, Chris Hewitt. You're looking at Denard Wilson, who is now at the tent. Well, According to reports, I don't know if it's been finalized yet, but it, it's going to be um, with the Tennessee Titans. So it was, you know, Sean Merriman. I know he played or a former Terp. I forget if he played with Denard or not. I he believe did. He did. He's yeah. a former teammate of his. So he's singing his praises. He was basically like, hey, like this is a guy that could be a head coach in the next three to four years. So to see that and to see the coaches from the Harbaugh tree, you know, extending those branches. I mean, it is it is cool to see guys go elsewhere, but these are guys that, for, for their careers, but these are guys that you hate to lose for the Ravens. Um, as far as candidates go, like, I feel like we're waiting now on that commander's head coaching job because Anthony Weaver, he's it's been in talks that he's a finalist, reported at least, that he's a guy that could be up for the job, Dan Quinn as well, um, from the Cowboys. So if Anthony Weaver gets the job, then you're looking at, okay, like, hey, Anthony, we want to promote you, but you're going to, you know, if there's a head coaching job on the table and he could be a head coach, like he's probably going to take that head coaching job. And then you look at, okay, who do we have left? And it's not like, oh, like by default, we have these options. These are really good candidates, really good guys that could help the Ravens out. So it's not like, okay, by process of elimination, we're just going to bump a guy up. Like the Ravens aren't thinking that. I feel like Zach Orr, the way he's worked with the inside linebackers, the way he's worked with the Roquan Smith, the Patrick Queen, the respect he gets from those guys, and seeing especially that Ravens Wired video when he's hyped. He's as hyped as the players are because he's a former player himself. That's cool, a guy that's going to bring the energy. Um, Chris Hewitt, just being with this organization for as long as he's been with this organization, he's a guy that's a potential candidate. But Anthony Weaver, I believe it was Chuck Smith who said like, this while he's a defensive line coach, he, he said something along the lines of like, this is a defensive coordinator right now, not taken away from Mike McDonald and saying that, but he basically called him a defensive coordinator being a defensive line coach right now. Like that is how good Anthony Weaver is. I got, I got to find the exact quote from Chuck Smith. I don't want to be misquoting him, but, but these are the type of guys are looking at right now. If you're, if you're John Harbaugh, if you're Eric Picasso, if you're Steve Bashotti, the guys who make these decisions that are going to bump these guys up or look elsewhere. Yeah, and here's the reality of the situation. I feel like Rocco is, you know, with Todd Monken and that that opening, there was a there was a nice long search, right? You could do your due diligence if you were the Ravens. You could put together portfolios and everything. Even with Mike McDonald, they kind of took their time a little bit to figure out who was going to succeed Don Martindale. Mm -hmm. If you want one of these internal guys like Anthony Weaver, who not only is getting that head coaching interest from the Commanders, but had a Dolphins interview, he's getting interviewed, and Zach Orr has yep. gotten that he's got that Packers interview, and maybe got to worry about him going to Seattle. It's not only about you know promoting one of these guys and saying, hey, we know we're going to get one because 
Mike McDonald's probably working right now to say, hey, who do I want on my staff? Yeah. And we there was a report that maybe it is T. Martin and Zach Orr. Those are names that have been linked to Seattle so far. Now, none of those reports have been confirmed. But if you're the Ravens, I don't think you can afford to go through like a month search for this next defensive coordinator if you want an Anthony Weaver or if you want a Zach Orr. You have to pounce on that and capitalize on it now. But there are other... There are other options out there if you want to go external. Now, I believe, you know, internal, you want to keep the system. I feel like the system works so well for you. I feel like internal is the best option. Take a look at some of these other guys who are getting head coaching looks. You know, uh, Dan Quinn's the Dallas defensive coordinator. Obviously, I don't think he'd make a lateral move from Dallas. It'd be Washington or bust, right? (laughs) But you look at, like, Brandon Staley, who I think would just make everybody mad, all the Ravens fans mad. And I don't think people would like that hire in Baltimore. Though I think he is a, he's a bright defensive mind, but the way the Chargers tenure ended, maybe people wouldn't like that. I have seen Don Martindale's name floated, floated around. I'm not sure you, you want to do that if you're the Ravens. I feel like you went through it, didn't work out. I wouldn't do it. I mean, I feel like internal is the way to go. I think there are quality candidates outside the organization but the system works so well. I think you can recover if you're the Ravens, if you keep the system losing McDonald hurts, but if you keep the system and you get like a Hewitt in there, as you talked about, or an, or, or a Weaver, I feel like any three of those guys would be good because again, what do we see? Greg Roman departs Baltimore. You keep some of the system, you bring in Todd Monken. And I think everything kind of meshed for him over the second part of the season, excluding the championship, obviously, but yeah. it'd be the same thing on the defensive side of the ball. If you just keep the system. No, I agree. And technically, while Mike McDonald, I know he was there before and then he went to Michigan, technically he was like an external hire, but nobody looked at him as an external hire for Harbaugh. It was like you were with the Ravens before, then you went to Michigan, then you came right back to the Ravens. You basically didn't leave the Harbaugh's at all. You didn't leave the Harbaugh's at all. And you you kept that Ravens mentality. So like I would, I would keep it in-house too. I think that's going to be the way to go. And I think that's what we're going to see. Either a former – someone who – if they're going to go external, they're going to go with probably I could see someone that Harbaugh has a past connection with or someone that has been in the running before. And like that, that might be who the Ravens go out and say, OK, like we've had connections with you. We've talked with you before. But like th- these are the type of people that we potentially want to bring in. But I really do think they're going to see them. You know, we're going to see them bring in someone internally um, who's you know, worn the jersey before probably or been with the organization for a very long time. And that that's what you have. That's what you really have the options right now. So it's it's not a mistake that the Ravens were this good defensively this year. And Mike McDonald will tell you while he is the defensive coordinator, while he was calling the shots, the assistants on the defensive side of the ball, they were unbelievably talented and brought the best out of the players in their position groups as well. So I don't really think you you can you know you're you're going to go wrong with Anthony Weaver with Zach or with Chris Hewitt with the guys you have right now uh, on the defensive side. No, and you know you brought up a really good point there about maybe going with somebody if it is external who you went through an interview process with before. One name that I that I kind of immediately snapped to when you said that Chris Richard, who has defensive coordinator experience Seattle. He's been with Dallas. He's now the defensive backs coach with New or he was most recently excuse me the defensive backs coach with New Orleans. And that's a name that the Ravens were linked to back when they were looking to hire a guy after Don Martindale. They went with McDonald, but maybe a Chris Richard is an option for them. And coming up in the second part of the show, we'll continue talking Mike McDonald, some of the fallout from his departure and why he decided to leave instead of stay. So be sure to stay tuned, planning to get to Unlocked on Ravens. 
First, this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. We're now in February, but at the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. And I've had a ton of great experiences over on LinkedIn, whether it's finding jobs, networking, connecting. LinkedIn is great. LinkedIn isn't just the job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which make it the best place to hire. And hiring is really easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, it eighty percent of small businesses that qualify candidates within 24 hours. And if maybe you want to achieve some goals in 2024, the right team member might be able to help do that. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in different quality hires, resilient competitors. And also notice the small businesses are wearing so many hats. You might not have the time and resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Push job for LinkedIn.com slash lock on NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash lock on NFL to post job before you touch conditions apply. We're back. Our second segment locked on Ravens. Kevin Ostriker and Rocco DeSangro still talking with you here. And Rocco, I know that a lot of people are kind of asking the question again. A lot of city of Baltimore has just been hurt in these past couple of days, Ravens wise. And you're kind of looking at it and you're like, well, why wouldn't Mike McDonald just stay and try to finish business with the Ravens? And I think you saw what Ben Johnson did in Detroit and Bobby Slowick and Hugh, even Gerard Johnson, who was the Houston quarterbacks coach, was getting all, tons of offensive coordinator interest. He said, no, I'm going to stay the quarterbacks coach in Houston. Yeah. And people are saying, well, come on, Mike, there's a chance Mike McDonald could do the same thing. But if we're being realistic, Rocco, there's no chance for any of those guys, you know, Johnson, Slowick, McDonald, their units will be as high powered as they were this season. And I think if you're Mike McDonald, you can argue that, look, he, he was the architect of one of the best Ravens defenses of all time. You can argue 2000, 2006, whatever you want to say, 2023's Ravens defense was so, so, so good. And for me, if you're Mike McDonald, you get this six-year deal from Seattle. It's financial stability. You get to run your own show. It's not like Baltimore was a bad situation, but Seattle's not a bad situation either, right? Seattle's a, a good, well-run franchise. And sometimes, you know, I think for a lot of assistant coaches, the goal is to run your own show. The goal is to get a head coaching gig. And for Mike McDonald, I think the stars aligned for him because what if the Ravens defense went through injuries next year? Yeah. What if, you know, they took a step back, which based off how good they were, and maybe the guys they're going to lose in free agency, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it is possible it happens. I think for McDonald, he maximized on an opportunity for himself where he was with Baltimore. He rose up through the ranks, went to Michigan for that year, and I think it made sense for him. It would have been awesome if the Ravens could have kept him, but you can't be mad at a guy for betting on himself here, taking a promotion, and going out and trying to, again, be the head man of an organization from a coaching perspective. I just want to kind of put things into perspective from like a, a human being standpoint for, for everyone out there who watches this show and tunes in regularly and subscribes. It's like, if think, think of your job right now and just think of if there was a potential better opportunity out there, financial stability where you can make, you know, a boatload more money, have that financial stability and kind of be, be the boss, be your own boss. I'm sure a lot of people out there w- would take that, but there are people that would be like, no, you know what? I- I'm set. I want to, I want to stay here. I'm happy with where I'm at. And Mike McDonald, I'm sure he was happy being in Baltimore. I'm sure he was happy with the players he had and the talent he had because not every day are you going to have a Kyle Hamilton. Not every day are you going to have a Roquan Smith or a Justin Matabike or guys on the defensive side of the ball that are so talented or Patrick Queen even. But like when you have the chance to climb the ladder per se in your career and reach the top like that is for coaches being a head coach in the nfl when people get into this business sometimes they start in high school 
believe that's where Mike McDonald started out. And then he hopped on to Georgia is like, I think a graduate assistant and kind of worked his way up climbing that ladder, taking those steps. Your goal, a lot of the times is to reach the top. If it's not that that's okay for some people, that's, that's all I'm saying. Like some people are content with where they're at and it's not a knock on anybody at all, but Mike McDonald, I feel like where he's at in his career and with the, you know, maybe down the line, like five years. Yeah. He could have been a head coach at 41, 42 years old, been happy, but to be 36 years old, to be the youngest coach in the NFL and to have that opportunity, right situation, I feel like that that played into it. Right fit, I feel like that played into it for him. And he probably went through the process. They probably went through the process of, of thinking, hey, do I really want to do this? There were probably some nights where he stayed up late at night just thinking about that because that's what a human being does. But for Mike McDonald, being where he is now, like that is where many coaches strive to be one day in their careers. And to be able to say you're a head coach at 36 years old, I mean, nobody can take that away from you. Whether whether you succeed or you fail, you are currently a head coach in the NFL, and that's incredible. Obviously, I wish nothing but the best for Mike McDonald. I hope he succeeds in Seattle and has a phenomenal, like fantastic career as a head coach. I think it's it's shaping up to be that way. I mean, he he's well-respected throughout the league, and – Seattle wanted him. I mean, the fact that Seattle was willing to wait until even if they made the Super Bowl, Seattle was willing to wait. He was their guy and they got a good one. And this is just the beginning of the offseason, Rocco. We're still going to have to talk about more coaching changes for agency, the draft. But again, as I kind of talked about, McDonald's going to build out his team the way he wants. And there, look, we've talked about it. The Ravens free agent class this year is very, very good in terms of talent that could be on the move. And if you're Mike, you're Mike McDonald, you're sitting there and you're you're rubbing your hands together. You're like, all right, who who am I going to try to take from this Ravens? And I mean, there are some guys, right? The big three, as I call them, Justin Matabike, Patrick Queen, Geno Stone. Those are the three guys from that 2020 draft class that could potentially be on the move or are going to demand high money contracts. Now, Patrick Queen, I think his favorite person on earth is Mike McDonald based yeah, on how – Raises, man. That was awesome to hear. Oh, yeah. Head, head coaching endorsements. And literally, when McDonald left for Michigan and came back to Baltimore, he was the first guy on social media to say, like, this is my guy. This is this is so great. So it wouldn't necessarily shock me if Patrick Queen went and followed Mike McDonald out to Seattle, especially if the Ravens don't want to commit maybe a $200 million contracts to inside linebackers and Roquan's mm -hmm. plus a draft Trenton Simpson in the third round. It kind of looked like the writing was on the wall. Now it'd be great to have him back if you're the Ravens. Geno Stone's a guy. Seattle secondary has some good players in it, but maybe yeah. that's another guy. Maybe, you know, Kyle Van Noyce saw McDonald's praises on Twitter yesterday. So maybe he's a guy that goes out there. Do you see Mike McDonald trying to get in the ear of some of his now former defensive players and saying, hey, you know what? We have an opportunity to be something great here. Why don't you follow me out to Seattle? Oh, absolutely. I, I think it would be – I know Ravens fans don't want to hear this, but I think it would be dumb of him not to do that if guys are free agents. Now, I don't know how that – you know, how much he can actually say and talk to players at this point in time and get in their ears. But if you're a head coach, you're always strategically trying to make your team better. And, like, what better way than to do that with players you know and you're familiar with and that are really familiar with you and your system. But watch how quickly Ravens fans turn when – he takes a player potentially away that, that they really love and want. And it's like, you're going you're gonna to see some words from Mike McDonald on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. But as a head coach, can you, can you blame him? If you're leading your team now, you're, you're no longer a part of the Ravens, obviously like 
he loves what he did here. I mean, I feel like he's still going to be close with a lot of people that are on the coaching staff or just here in Baltimore in general. But I mean, it, it would be dumb of him not to pursue Ravens. If, if he thinks that they can fit in out in Seattle with the talent they already have with the Woolens, with the Witherspoons, with talent in the secondary and even up front that they can continue to build on. So yeah, I think there's going to be potential rumors of former player, you know, former Ravens and free agency that, that got coached by McDonald maybe going out there in free agency and saying like, all right, testing the waters. Maybe I want to play here. Wouldn't surprise yeah. me. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. And we, we, I would not be shocked if we saw one or two guys go out to Seattle yeah. and, be, and be with McDonald, but Rocco, are you worried at all about the Ravens defense minus McDonald? We kind of talk about how if you keep the system, I think everything should be fine. I'm not trying to make this all a panic doom and gloom. The Ravens are over because Mike McDonald's gone. I'm, I'm, not, I'm definitely not going that far. But I think here's another reality. Everybody's happy for Mike McDonald, right? Either way, what in the scenario I'm about to say. But if the Ravens had won the Super Bowl and this had happened, I think people would be feeling a lot more bittersweet than doom and gloom, where people are still happy. But if you win the Super Bowl with Mike McDonald, it's all right. Everything came together. And, of course, you're going to lose some guys from that team. But now you, you weren't able to realize the potential of that 2023 team. You weren't able to get to where you wanted to go. And that team was so – I mean, Jadavion Clowney said he thought that they had the team. I thought that they – everybody thought they had the team. And yeah. so now you're losing all these coaches, maybe all these players, you know, guys from the front office like Joe Hortiz – so I think that's where fans are saying we didn't win the Super Bowl and we're losing all these guys already. Does that give you any cause for concern considering that even with everybody, they weren't able to get the job done? It doesn't. And here's why. And I'm not trying to sugarcoat anything or be like the, the ray of sunshine like <laughs> you always know I am. But if if they go internally, I think that this is going to not be seamless because there's you know, Mike McDonald did what Mike McDonald did. He was great at what he did. But a guy that knows the system in and out, that was a part of it, and that coached in it, so a Weaver or a Zach Orr or a Chris Hewitt, I think that would be the right move for the Ravens because you kind of look at what the Eagles did last year when both their coordinators got stripped, and then they went to Sean Desai, and then they went to Matt Patricia down the line. So it was like two guys, and it didn't really work out. But they didn't really go in-house in that aspect. They, they brought Desai over. I believe it was from Seattle. He was, yeah, the associate head coach and defensive assistant over there with the Seahawks. Brought him over to Philadelphia. He was a defensive coordinator for, for 2023. And, um, yeah, that didn't work out too great, especially towards the end of the season. But – I think the Ravens, I don't think they're they're looking, they don't care about that, what the Eagles did, what happened there. But I just think from from a coaching standpoint, you go with someone who's there because they know that system in and out. On top of that, the players obviously have to make plays. And like I said, you have Roquan Smith, you have Kyle Hamilton. I really truly think that Justin Matabike is going to be a Raven next year. That's just me. I think he's going to stay in Baltimore. Um, I think they're going to gonna find a way to keep him here and it'll be good to go. And he's, I mean, this year he was fantastic. He really hit his stride. Um, but yeah, man, the weapons they have on, on the defensive side of the ball, not every team has them. I mean, these were guys that were making plays and that we've seen 
kind of grow and become even more talented than they were last season, which is crazy to say. And I think we're going to see more of that um, in year three for a lot of these guys here in Baltimore for, for the Hamiltons and then for Roquan Smith, I guess year two and a half. So um, yeah, I think with those guys they're I don't think the Ravens defense is going to be um, bad next year by any means, regardless of who's calling the plays, but I do believe it's the right move to stay in house and, you know, promote one of those guys. Yeah. That Eagle situation, Darius Lay said it should have been Denard Wilson. Then he was their past game coordinator two years or last two years of Denard Wilson had the number one pass defense in Philadelphia as the pass game coordinator had the number one defense in Baltimore is this the past game guy there too. So that one was, I think the one, a lot of people had, I, I, I keep catching myself because I keep mix, I keep combining Zach Gore and Denard Wilson into Zach Wilson. So I'm like, oh, Raven, Ravens defensive coordinator candidate Zach Wilson. And I'm like, no, not what it is. But yeah, I know the, the McDonald thing hurts for sure. And coming up with the final part of the show, see, this is how you keep people around. Coming up with the final part of the show, we're talking John Harbaugh. That's a very spicy topic right now. You will not want to miss that. Stay tuned. A lot to get to Unlocked on Ravens. First, this show is brought to you by Prize Picks. If you're looking for daily fantasy sports, look no further than Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun. So many are paddling up to 25 times the money this football season. All you have to do is select two or more players, pick more or less in the projected stats, and place your entry. With the basketball season now here, you can pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League. Elite creates specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James and Travis Kelsey, the 10.5 combo with three pointers made plus receptions. If you want to play a lot of season, Prize Picks' favorite players like Raph Meekmill and Community. Andrew Schultz. You cannot find the community players on the promos tab of the app to be entered some of the biggest names of the prize community each week. Prize picks offers an awesome reboot policy too. So just stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Football and basketball games, we are a player exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second. That player is rebooted. Prize picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Go to pricepicks.com slash locker NFL. You need to go to locker NFL for a first boss match up to hundred dollars. Again, that's pricepicks.com slash locker NFL. You need to go locker NFL for a first boss match up to hundred dollars. Prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy. We're back. Our final segment locked on Ravens. Kevin Oshak is still here with Rocco DeSango. And Rocco, Mike McDonald left for Seattle for a head coaching opportunity. Many people believe that that was well-deserved for Mike McDonald. But I'm sure you've seen on social media the conversation about, well, he deserved a head coaching job. Why wasn't it in Baltimore? Why didn't the Ravens move on from John Harbaugh and get McDonald in there as their head coach? And I'm going to say from a, log- a logistical perspective – once the Ravens made the AFC championship game, regardless of if you feel they should fire him or not, there was no way the Ravens were going to move on because that was a step in the right direction for them. And my expectations shifted from AFC championship game to Super Bowl. Like for me, the season was a failure because they didn't make the Super Bowl and win it because of how good they were. But that was, you know, they hadn't made the championship game in 10 years. That was a step in the right direction. And I think from a logistical perspective, from what the Ravens organization was thinking, regardless of if, again, you feel like they want to have him in Baltimore or not, that was... They, they weren't going to move on. Now, there was the other situation that people were saying, which is we'll just move Harbaugh to the front office and put McDonald as the head coach. And I'll tell you right now, John Harbaugh would not accept such a move. He wants to continue coaching. You see him dancing in that locker room and this, that, and the other. And I know, look, there's a lot of controversy about John Harbaugh and how he handled that AFC championship game, and rightfully so. Todd Munkin as well. Was not up to the standard. It was, quite honestly quite a, I don't even know the word I want to say, Rocco. So, so many words you can say about that game plan. I'll just say it was not good. The game plan was not good. Not but good. 
to lose a guy like Mike McDonald, I think people are worried. You might look back on this in five or 10 years. And if the Harbaugh thing doesn't work, I think next year, if it doesn't pan out, you do let go of him 1000%. And if McDonald becomes one of the best coaches in the league, you could look back on this whole situation and be like, man, the Ravens really messed this up. Are, are you concerned about, I mean, look, McDonald's going to be a great head coach. I, th- I think both of us know that, but are you concerned that the Ravens are maybe being too complacent with John Harbaugh? Because that's another thing I've seen out there and the opinion that some people have had about it. No, I don't. I don't think they're being too complacent. They just got them to the AFC championship game. Like you said, I don't think you can get rid of a head coach if he gets you to the AFC championship game. It's okay to question his decision-making in that because that their game plan, it absolutely falls on the head coach. It's like, you're going to look at Todd Munkin and, running the ball like 11 times in that game and maybe say, Oh, like the court, but the, the head coach has the opportunity to say, okay, things aren't going well. We need to change up this game plan. And, and it wasn't done. And I'm sure John Harbaugh is going to be asked about that in his season interview uh, press conference that he's doing on Friday with Eric DaCosta. That's an opportunity um, because after a loss, coaches a lot of the time are, are going to be just short and not want to, you know, he was, he was ticked off. He was. And like, I mean, everyone in the locker room was ticked off, but the reason you're ticked off, they, they lost the game and like nothing was done to change up that game plan. I'm still not, I'm, I'm not a fire Harbaugh guy. I'm not, he's the, and I know it's the, you know, been with someone for so long, maybe fit the fan base. I see people on, on X and Facebook. It's like they're over it and it gets stale for them, but He's the second longest tenured coach, right? Not that that matters, but it, I mean, he's been here for a while. He's the second longest tenured coach in the NFL right now. It's Tomlin at one, and then it's him at two. Um, He just led the Ravens to an AFC championship game. He didn't lose to the Texans in the divisional round. If you would have, maybe we're having a different conversation right now. If they completely laid an egg and lost to the Texans, they're the one seed first round by 2019 all over again. Then, then potentially we're having that conversation, Kevin. But I don't think you can get rid of a coach that just got you to the AFC championship game. You have a completely new uh, system offensively. Took some time, some ironing out to getting used to. It looked really good at times during the season. Didn't look great at first. And then they were hitting their stride and then they just got away from it. It's like, and Ravens fans are, are ticked off because it's like, you look at the Lions and what got them there was being aggressive. And they didn't really stray from their game plan in that game was, you know, could people question that at times? Yeah. Because it, at the end of the day, like after they went for it on fourth down, after they went for it on fourth down again, and I believe it was another turnover, Sam Fran went down and scored all three times. Like it really, they shot themselves in the foot with that, but they stuck to their game plan and what got them there. And that was kind of the aggressive approach with the Ravens. They ran the ball 40 plus times against the Texans I think there were only like 11 designed runs and 16 total like rushing attempts. And I think five of them were like Lamar Jackson scrambles in that game. Like that's it. That is unacceptable. That's something that is like the fan base has every right to be frustrated with, but to say fire Harbaugh, get rid of Harbaugh. It's just not something that I necessarily think is going to happen. I don't think there's going to be a change in the off season. Um, But if you know looking at next year if they're like a first round exit wild card divisional round or they don't make the playoffs maybe we're having that conversation i don't know 
Not for a me, yeah, I, I, I don't know. For me, it's look, regardless of what side you're on, Fire Harbaugh or Keep Harbaugh, them taking a step in the right direction, all but assure. And in fact, it did assure that they were not going to move on this offseason. And look, just happened that McDonald, there was an opportunity for him. He took that job. And if we're talking, the thing is, if we're talking next offseason and that situation happens, Rocco, and maybe they are a first round exit or their divisional round exit, and then the Ravens decide to move on. Well, Mike McDonald's not there for you to just promote anymore, right? That, that, that's where I think people are saying, well, this is a whole missed opportunity. You only get this once, and that's why I got to do it now. But the Ravens aren't going to rush into that decision, regardless, again, of what side you're on in that whole thing. But for me, you're right. The, the game plan was unacceptable in the championship game. And I think the response, the accountability or the lack of accountability from John Harbaugh was also what made fans upset because – what did he say? That's just the way the game went. That's just the way the game went. And we have heard him say that when Keaton Mitchell against Cleveland and that loss broke open that game early and then got what one carry the rest of the game or whatever it was. That's the exact, that's the exact thing he said. Yeah. That's the way the game went. Tennessee in 2019, that division around loss. He said, that's the way the game went after Gus Edwards got three carries in that one too. So I think it's it's a recurring theme with John Harbaugh and Rocco. I think that's where fans are just getting way, you know, they don't want to be complacent in this situation. They don't want to have this continued theme of that answer. I think if there was accountability in the situation, maybe it, fans would understand a little bit more. But if you're just saying that's the way the game went, I think we all know it's a little more complicated than that. Yeah, I think if, you know, I'm not speaking for John Harbaugh, um, but it, it's like, I think if he would have came out and said like, yeah, that was on me. Like we should have went to the run more, like messed up the opportunity. Like we got away from our game plan. We got away from what got us here. Uh, maybe not those exact words, but something along those lines, the fan base is still going to be ticked off, but you're then, I don't know. They, they like, they're like, okay, yeah, you're right. Like we, we get it. Like we get it. We got away from the plan, but why did you get away from the plan? Maybe it's like, okay, situational. Like we, we didn't think that running the ball here or running the ball there was in our best interest. Okay. Then now we have a better idea of why you guys didn't really run the ball that much in the game and got away from that game plan. It's like, but to hear that, I get, I, you know, I get why fans are frustrated. I completely understand, but it, it is what it is right now. I'm going to say something I say all the time. It is, it is what it is right now. And maybe we'll know more on Friday when he talks about it. Um, I'm sure it's something that'll be asked and then you're going to get the answer there. But I get why this fan base is frustrated. Um, you know, I understand. And like, you have every right to be frustrated and it's going, it's, it's, it's going to, I mean, this loss is going to sting. It's going to hurt until probably February 14th when Orioles pitchers and catchers report and then beyond, because there are some people in this city that, that aren't really baseball fans, but like, once the O's start back up, it'll be like, all right, I have something to like watch and potentially look forward to. They're like spring trainings here. Like I have something to watch and look forward to. But right now it's like, there's not much right now. Well, obviously with, with the Orioles news, I know this is a, a Ravens podcast, but like the fan base is like pretty pumped about that. So it's like breath of fresh air with that. But for the diehard Ravens fans that, that you know, strictly care about the Ravens, it's, it's tough right now. Yeah, and look, I, I think that John Harbaugh is a good coach. And my worry, and it was the same thing with Greg Roman, right? I just, I don't want this team. I do not like complacency. And a lot of fans don't like complacency. Mm -hmm. And if that's what the Ravens 
are going to be doing, like let's say if they keep John Harbaugh after next year and it's not good, that is the, that is complacency. Them taking the step forward, as I said, they were never going to move on from Harbaugh in that situation. But for right now, McDonald is gone, and that I think is what stings the most because I think if you ask a lot of people, that they'll, they'll say, hey, you know what, I would have rather had Mike McDonald as the head coach as opposed to John Harbaugh. And regardless of what side you're on in that conversation, it's tough because if, if it all fails next year and Harbaugh's not there, then McDonald's not there either because he's in Seattle. So I think that's the, that's the crushing conversation there that you got to wonder about. I, I want to say this, though, Kevin. And, like, the hope for Mike McDonald is that he turns out to be a fantastic coach. Obviously, like, you know, wish him nothing but the best in everything. But what what if – I'm just going to play the what-if game here. Like, what if Mike McDonald in year one, two, and three, hope it doesn't happen, falls flat on his face and the experiment in Seattle just goes absolutely, like, not according to plan? I know hindsight's 2020, but then you look like it's I I understand why Ravens fans wanted to keep like hold on to Mike McDonald and like keep him here in Baltimore for for the long haul because he's such a talented coach. Like he's very talented defensive coordinator, but he has never been a head coach before. So if you ended up going one way, and I know like there are many out there, or I don't know if many, but some of the fan base is like. Yeah, like I'm done with him. Like I, you know, want to want a new start, fresh start. What what if it didn't work out? That's that's all I want to say. And I, I'm interested to see like what the comments will say in here. They might say, "Hey, Rocco, you're an idiot. You have no clue what you're talking about." I'm just asking the question. Like, what if like that happened? What if that happened? Like, what would you be saying at that point in time if like it was a step back and the Ravens next year went like if the people that wanted Harbaugh out and McDonald in the Ravens ended up going like winning two or three games. I'm just saying, like, I hear you. I, I hear you. And look, I think that both sides have an argument. Both sides do 100%. And when you talk about where this, the Ravens team has high expectations and every year you don't get it done with Lamar Jackson, you're wasting a year of Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like any great quarterback, right? You don't get it done with a great quarterback. You're wasting a year of that quarterback. And I think that it's almost like the question I've seen on Twitter too, where it's like, if they can't get it done with this team, under Harbaugh, what team are they going to get it done with under Harbaugh? And sometimes it just takes a weird string of luck and a weird string of this and a weird string of that, and, and stuff ends up coming together. So McDonald's a big loss, and obviously wish him the best in Seattle, and the Ravens are going to have to figure out a new defensive coordinator for the second time in three seasons. Rocco, I appreciate you, though. Thanks so much for <laughs> hopping on yet again, another late-night recording for uh, for the both of us, which I know is we're, we're no stranger to that type of stuff. Uh, what do you got going on, and where can people find you? Well, I got going on right now. I got this, like, wah-wah hoagie that I'm about to just absolutely <laughs> house when I'm done talking to you. A little buffalo chicken oh, strips yeah. with pickles, hot peppers, sweet peppers, mm. cheese, some mayo. It's, there you, you go. Know, it's wah-wah way, so – that's a late night snack. But uh, doing the Ryan Ripkin show with you, with Ryan, Zach, Brad, Nick Moore joins us sometimes. It's fun. It's awesome. Um, me and Ryan do a podcast, Ripping Rock. Uh, you can watch me on Fox 45 if you like local TV. Um, we talk Ravens, O's, college basketball. We try to get some local high school basketball in there too and athletics as well. And, uh, yeah, you can interact with me on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. And, uh you know, get back to you. If you. Call me an idiot. I will. I will also respond to that. I'll just accept it. It is what it is. Like I get it. You don't like my opinion, but that's fine. I appreciate Ravens flock. I really do. Um, I feel for you guys. It was you know, fun season coverage wise. So hopefully next year is even better. I know it stings right now, but but hopefully it you know gets a little better. 
and you can put this loss behind you soon. Yeah, rough four days. Yeah, three, four days now. We're Thursday. Hopefully yeah. February is a lot better for, for the Ravens and everything that happens there, and they can find a good new defensive coordinator. But the Lace Soracos work, of course, in the description below. Be sure to check them out anywhere you can find them. That's all I have for you here today on Locked on Ravens. Again, we're five days a week on Locked on Ravens, plus bonus content. We do the live stream instantly reacting to the Mike McDonald news. So if you want to check that out or any other instant reaction streams, we have that going for you. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe in audio form. We got you anywhere you get your podcast. Be sure to stay tuned. Coming up tomorrow, we'll round out the week with more Ravens content. I'll see you right back here tomorrow on Lockdown Ravens.